in the word so acts chapter 2 acts chapter 2 this is making sense just comment for me one of the things that distinguished the early church is that they were uh, they made a stand and a stance against the pervading culture of the day acts chapter 2 one of the things that distinguished the early church is that they made a, a stand against uh, the society that they lived in what do you mean in the first century, uh, when you look at places like Corinth and other places of degradation and other places that were uh, tremendously over-sexualized like we see today, uh, in the first century, they were promiscuous with their bodies, loose with their bodies. They did what they wanted with their bodies, but they were conservative with their money. They refused to give. They were stingy with their money. So they were free. Uh, they were very uh, uh, open with their uh, uh, with their bodies, but they were very tight with their resources. And the kingdom of God came and the church came in Acts chapter 2 to counteract that, in which instead of being promiscuous with our bodies, instead of being promiscuous with our bodies, we are called to be promiscuous in our giving. So we are to be uh, hilarious givers. That word God loves a cheerful giver means we are to be hilarious givers. Love you. God loves a cheerful giver. We are to be hilarious givers, but we are to be disciplined with our body. Why? Because our bodies belong to God. If you are a believer, your body belongs to God, which is why at the end of your journey on the earth, you must give an account to everything you have done in your body. Amen. I know this is foreign. Some might say, what, what kind of, is he speaking a foreign language? I know it might sound like that, but it's the word of God. And so we must make sure that we live according to the word and the wisdom of God. Amen. Bless you, baby. Tell God bless you. Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> we will partake in communion uh, afterwards, so keep your elements close. I have mine right here with me. Uh, your bread uh, <clears throat> and fruit of the vine. Acts chapter 2, and I want to look at, again, verses 38 through uh, 39. 36 through 39. Amen. Mighty quiet this morning. Uh, so I'm sure I've stuck a chord. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, let's go to the word of God. <clears throat> Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now. When they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent, 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 and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You, for this promise is to you and your children and to all who are afar off, as many 
as our Lord God will call. The Lord bless the reader and hearer of his word. Years ago, in the 1960s, it was Marvin Gaye who challenged the social angst, uh, anxiety, and the issues that were around us by asking a very provocative question through song, What's Going On? This song dealt with the challenges, the atrocities of war, the, uh, assass the assassinations and the martyrdom of tremendous luminaries that had uh, brought great respite, great support, and even great accountability uh, for those in communities of color. From 1965, the assassination of Malcolm X, to 1968, the assassination of Dr. King, uh, the tragic assassination of JFK and his brother RFK, and subsequently the tragic assassination of Dr. King's brother, and then uh, the brutal murder of Dr. King's mother, who many may not know, Dr. King's mother was killed, shot and killed in church while playing the piano. Uh, I want you to understand uh, that the challenges of mass shootings, even in churches, are not new. These are atrocities that have happened for generations. All of these things culminated uh, close to the end of the 60s. And during that time, Marvin Gaye prophetically, poetically, and profoundly asked the question, what's going on? And we are living brothers and sisters, saints and friends, ladies and gentlemen, we're living in a society where we must ask this thought-provoking question again. What's going on? What's going on in a world uh, in which mass incarceration uh, has become as fluid uh, as drinking a glass of water? What's going on as issues uh, uh, that are pervasive and even when we send our children off to school, there is no guarantee that a shooter will not come in and disrupt them. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on uh, in uh, the midst of everything and everywhere and everybody? What's going on as we deal with all of the crises and challenges that are in front of us? And while we do not have an answer for or an explanation for how it all has arrived, we do understand that in the midst of all of it, we have this assurance that God will never leave us nor forsake us. If you will, type in the chat section, God is with me. Come on, talk to me this morning. We might inquire. God is with me. And I want to submit to you that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're growing through, uh, God is with us. That is what it means when we understand the incarnation. When we understand the incarnation. When we understand the incarnation. The incarnation points us to Emmanuel. God is with us. And why is this significantly important? It is significantly important because it shows us and tells us that despite what happens, despite what we go through, despite what happens in front of us, despite what happens around us, he is with us in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our problems, in the midst of all kinds of personal things around us there is possibility because god 
is with us. Now, our text, our text, the topography of our text. We started this two weeks ago, and we want to deal with this further. The topography of our text, the topography of our text uh, challenges us, challenges us as it pertains to several things. First of all, the Bible says uh, in verse number 17, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. What did they hear? They heard the powerful message of the gospel. What is the gospel? Romans 1.16 gives us an outline. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, when we hear that word power today, we tend to think of power that might be political, that might be social, that might be emotional, that might be another form or shape of power. But when it comes to power in this particular passage of scripture, it is not the kind of power that we would even sometimes consider power. Jesus, uh, in his death, burial, resurrection, hallelujah, his ascension and his enthronement shows us that power works much differently than what we have been conditioned toward and conditioned with. And when he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God, that word power there in its original Greek there is dunamis. It speaks of strength. It speaks of power to perform. It speaks of power to transform. And it speaks of power that brings us into a greater understanding of who God is. So, as they heard this, they were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. Verse 37 of Acts chapter 2. So, when the word of the Lord is released, when the gospel is preached in power, ah, through the work of the Spirit, it does several things. It is the work of the Holy Ghost to convict us, number one. To convict us, number one. To convict us. God word, God's word convicts us. Uh, Pastor John, Stephen Havel, uh, help me out here. God's word convicts us. God's word convicts us. I want to submit to you that in challenging times, in troubling times, when you even want to go your own way, the word of God has a way of reeling you back in. The word of God has a way of reeling you back in. Is there anybody here that can attest there were times in your life that people wanted to try you? There were times in your life and you, you wanted to get even. There were times in your life when you wanted to say things uh, because of how you were treated and how you were dealt with. And it was the word of God, the spirit of God that reeled you back in. And when you thought you were going to say you something, when you thought you were going to let somebody get a piece of your mind, the mind of Christ kept you covered. Am I talking right to anybody this morning? There is something about the word of God that brings conviction. It brings conviction of sin. You can come as you are, but you won't leave as you are. There used to be a song we used to sing years ago. You won't leave here like you came in Jesus name. When you come into knowing who God is, 
He transforms your life. He changes your character. He changes your conviction. He changes your mentality. He changes how you treat people. He even will change what you say to others. Amen. And so understanding that the word of God has a way of reeling you back in. And I'm so glad that the spirit of God has a way of doing this. Now, here is the challenge. The challenge is many times we try to do God's job. Bishop, what do you mean? We try to do God's job because in verse 37, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Let's look at the text in verse 37. In verse 37, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. We try to cut to the heart. And guess what? No matter how good of a surgeon you might be, no matter how good of a cardiologist you might be, you can't do God's job. Let me tell you something. All the ladies, all the men, all the ladies, all the brothers, everybody listen to the sound of my voice. Everybody, you can't change anybody. You can't change any. No matter how much you try to plead with a person to change, no matter how much you try to beg somebody to change, no matter how much you buy them stuff to want to change you, no matter how much you try to bribe them to change, you can't change anybody. Man, you can't change woman. Woman, can't change a man. Try, try to change your kid. You can't change anybody. Only the Holy Ghost, only the Spirit of God can cut and change the human heart and what we need now are a people who know how to use the weapons of prayer who know how to use the weapons of prayer to bring transformation healing and deliverance I'm almost done a few more minutes and so the word of God God's word convicts us God's word, God's word, and this is one that we don't like. God's word, God's word, God's word convicts us. God's word condemns us. It is the word of God that brings the Holy Spirit, that brings condemnation to the heart. Understanding my fate. Understanding my fate. The word of God convicts. The spirit of God condemns. Number two. Number two, condemnation. That is not the job of the believer. That is not the job of you and I. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have the final say on anyone or anything. Okay? The word of God will show you where you really are. Hallelujah. The word of God will show you really, really are. There is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because when you surrender to the spirit of God, your end is already set. When you surrender to the ways of God, when you come to know who Jesus is, your end is already set. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When you know who you are in Christ, your end is already set. That is called doctrinally eternal security. I know that I have in Christ security. I know who I am. When I am in him, there is safety. It is just like in the book of Genesis. When they came into the ark, there was safety. Who is the ark? That ark is Christ. So outside of that ark, there is no safety. Why? Because notice here, when it says in verse 37 of Acts chapter 2, when they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? 
What shall we do? Now I know what my fate is. And I know that my sin crucified Christ. Not just other sin. My sin crucified him. My wicked ways crucified him. My attitude crucified him. My DNA. My dirty, nasty attitude. My ways crucified him. My thoughts crucified him. When you are not in Christ all of these things are a byproduct of the fall but when you are in relationship with him hallelujah when you are in relationship with him come what may come what they say come what people do come what people say there is a security hallelujah there is a security there is a security we used to sing a song years ago in the word of god I have a hiding place. I'm getting excited. Throw me overboard. I have a hiding place. Why? Because the word of God, the ways of God, the wisdom of God reveals the will of God, which is to do the desire of God. Can I preach like I feel it this morning? And so we understand. He said, what shall we do? So the word of God convicts us. The word of God condemns us. And the word of God convicts converts us converts us converts us let's look at verse 38 come here come here come here come here come here verse 38 the word of god converses 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 it's not my job to convert you i'm just the mailman it's through the power of the preaching of the word. And this is why today the enemy is so crafty. We don't like to hear the word preached in its power anymore. We'll sit for two and three and four hours for a music concert and an event. But we don't want to sit under the word. But it is through the foolishness of preaching that brings transformation. It is through the foolishness of preaching that brings healing and deliverance. One word from God will change your life forever. One word from God will bring you from poverty into plenty. One word from God will bring you from a mess into a miracle. One word from God will bring you from depression into destiny. One word from God will bring you from pain into power. One word from God will bring you from agony into the anointing. One word from God will bring you in from despair into direction. One word from God will bring you from brokenness into blessing. One word from God will bring you from anger into, uh, into authority. One word from God will bring you from hurt into healing. One word from God will bring you from groaning into growth. One word from God will bring transformation from chaos into calling. One word from God. I want you to type in right now. I need a word. Come on, type in. I need a word. I need a word. Type in right now. I need a word. I need a word from God. That's why. That's why gathering every Sunday is so important. That's why gathering for Bible study is so important. Because the word of God brings change. That's right, Mother Williams. Just one word. I'm almost finished. Just one word from God changes everything. I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. I need a word that brings healing and wholeness. Lastly, I'm finished. Lastly, then we're going to commune, receive the offering, and I'm going to release you. All right? We're going to be out of here in 10 minutes. All right? Notice here, he says, repent, verse 38, every one of you, and be baptized. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and notice here what the word of God says and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost so the word of God brings conviction condemnation conversion that's not my job that's not your job that's the job of the Spirit of God through the power of God to bring transformation so what is our responsibility our responsibility is to pray to pray for our loved ones to pray for our family to pray for our society to pray for our world to pray that there might be an encounter in the hearts of men and women that will bring change prayer then is not a passive act it is not a powerless act prayer is a transformational act for when we engage and encounter god we shape history quote me on this people who pray shape history prayer shapes history prayer shapes history when we pray we reshape history and it says for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off as many as the lord our god will call the word of god brings conviction the word of god brings condemnation the word of god brings conversion the word of god brings us into our calling you are a history maker type it in i am a history maker when we pray we are not being passive we are not simply being reactive when we pray we are causing history to bend when we pray we're calling time to bend when we pray we are coming into the midst of a shift Lord, I've said what you told me to say. I've done what you told me to do. Now confirm this word with signs and wonders following. Thank you for the magnitude of this moment. Thank you for your tender mercies. I pray that you bring healing into the hearts of your people today. And if there's one that is not saved, your word declares if we call on the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. Confess our sin unto you. You will save us. You will deliver us. Thank you for all of our history makers today. Thank you for all of those that you've called to bring transformation. In Jesus' name, amen. Very quickly before we receive the offering, on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, blessed, take eat, this is my body broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us all eat together. We are not the church gathered today. We are the church scattered, but yet we are the church bread is symbolic of revelation give us this day our daily bread let us eat together and in like manner he took the cup this cup is indicative of the blood of Jesus which washes and makes us whole let us drink together and we say as the early church did Christ has died Christ is risen Christ will come again very quickly pray with pray this prayer with me the lord's prayer 
when Jesus told his disciples to pray, taught them, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us give unto the Lord today. Let us give unto the Lord today. God bless you, Brother Elijah. God bless you. Let us give unto the Lord today. Giving is living and living is giving. When we pray, we are history makers. And as history makers, uh, we want to make sure that we are uh, always keen to the word of the Lord. That word repent in Acts chapter 2 uh, verse 38 uh, is an old English word. Re means again. Pent means top. So when we repent, we get on top again. I want you to type in right now, I'm back on top. Prophesy, say it right now. I'm back on top. And just as we are back on top, let us sow into the kingdom of God. On this last Sunday of the month, this last Sunday of the month, let us be obedient to the word of the Lord. I pray that this word has ministered to you. I pray that this word has encouraged you. I pray that this word has strengthened you. There are various ways that we can do so. We can do so by uh, Cash App, dollar sign, global, fire now. Cash App, dollar sign, global, fire now. We can also do so by going to our website. A secure server is there, www.globalfirenow.com. Uh, we, our, our ministry, our digital uh, team, we pay extra to make sure that our website is secure uh, for these purposes. We have never had one hack in that, thank God, since the inception of this ministry, 14 years. Text, you can also text your gift, uh, your love gift, uh, to 51400. And lastly, Zell, globalfirenow at gmail.com. Now, I want you to understand when it comes to giving, a tithe is 10% of our uh, Proceeds, anything that we receive, an offering is that which we give over and above our time. First fruit is that which we give, which is a special offering unto the Lord. If you'd like to sow unto the prophet, the man of God, you can do so also on our website as well. That's right, I'm back on top. Tell the devil I'm back on top. I'm back on top. Despite what I'm going through, despite what I'm facing, I'm back on top. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May his countenance be with you. And may he give you his peace. Listen, I want you to know God loves you. I love you. We are standing in faith with you. We'll see you again this Tuesday night. The God, the Lord bless you and keep you. Again, global is who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. Amen. 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 God bless you.